another edition of our staff conversation series and we have Sophie Kressig here talking to us today. Hi Sophie. Hello. Um, so you're a new addition to the CTC staff. Um, so can you just briefly talk about what your job is now and how yeah. long you've been doing it? <laughs> well, I've been doing it since Monday of last week, so not too long. Um, and I am the title of Assistant General Manager, so I'm working alongside Maggie in a lot of the general management of the theater, um, taking on some of her extra tasks that she doesn't have time for anymore. So, um, and then I'm also assisting with the bookkeeping and, and more of the finances as well um, to take that responsibility off of a volunteer. That's great. Um, I know you've just started, but how's the transition going so far? It's like kind of a dumb question to ask with only two weeks in, but I just wonder like, how is it, how's it going? It's gone good. Um, I feel like the first week I was absorbing a lot of information and then this week we've had a bunch of meetings and it just all of a sudden it feels like it hit the ground running and that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Still definitely a lot more to learn. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely a process. And I think it's a, a lot to learn for all of us because we're kind of starting to operate in a slightly different way with expanded staff. So it's really exciting. And we're all trying to figure out, myself included, <laughs> trying to figure out how uh, the theater operates now with um, new people taking on new roles and sort of shifting responsibilities for people that already had it. And um, yeah, it's all a great learning process, I think. Yeah, I'm like coming back after being away or in kind of really yeah. paired back for the past year so yeah it feels like kind of being uh, a little dormant um mm -hmm. for, the, for for the time and now we're kind of like creeping back in we're all learning how to we had a staff meeting yesterday and we're kind of like all learning how to like do jobs again <laughs> in a way um yeah. when we're learning how to work together we're actually working um sort of remotely sort of together um you and I, just so people know like how, what it's like right now, you mm -hmm. and I are at the theater right now. You're mm -hmm. in the lobby and I'm in the theater. Um, but that's not always how it is. I'm at home sometimes, you're at home sometimes, you're in the hammy house working. Um, Chris and Maggie are working in their own house. Rebecca's at her house. So um, it's a really collaborative work environment normally. That's how it should be. Uh, but we're kind of all in our separate um, spheres right now. Um, so that's makes it a little weird. How are you feeling with that? For me, it's been good. I think uh, I was working from home full time before this. So um, I'm kind of used to that, like being at home and checking in um, virtually with your, the people you're working with. But I've appreciated like having the flexibility and the openness to be able to come here in the afternoons and just like know that, oh, people will be around if I have a question or something like that. And also just, it's a beautiful place to be when the sun's out, so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, so you've actually worn a lot of hats at CTC. 
so to speak, <laughs> probably literally, but I mean, in terms of jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about some of the like different jobs you've done at CTC over the last like years? Yeah. So um, obviously I've been a big part of like the scripted shows and then slowly started getting more into the improv as well. And eventually even taking up some teaching roles in the improv uh, world, specifically around music and musical improv. Um, and then uh, I, I'm bad at years. So for a couple of years, I was managing the bar and concession stand um, and all the volunteers that come through there. And then now here I am as assistant general manager. So I think that covers it, but also just like general volunteer and like person that enjoys being here to help out. So, yeah. I feel like in my own like personal history, both with theater in general and with this theater, I've kind of done like, I've been a little tunnel vision in the roles that I've played of like acting, directing, artistic directing, like it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. all in one. And I admire people that wear a lot of different like varying hats. I think you've worked on props on shows before. Oh, yeah, like, choreography. Choreography. Yeah, you choreographed Gypsy. Like, um, so I really admire that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I so I wonder like what it what drives you to wear so many hats and try so many different things. I think it's just a it comes from an excitement of being involved um, and. I'm one of those people that has a hard time saying no. So if like I, somebody asks me to do something, like I feel appreciated for, and then want to help out in as much as I can. So I often will just say yes to everything. Cause I want to help out. Um, but yeah, it's just like a, such a community here that of course at the drop of any, <laughs> here we keep saying hats at the, I, at <laughs> the instant you ask me, like, I'm going to say yes. Cause like, I just, love being here and love the people here and want to continue to see the theater grow. Yeah, that's great. I think that's something that maybe people in the public don't realize quite as much is that the theater really thrives and functions on people like you that are just, just say yes, they just want to help. They have a lot of different skills, a lot of different talents, and they want to bring them all and they want to try different things. And um, so sometimes people will comment like, when they come in to see a show and it was like, oh, you're taking the ticket now. And oh, now you're, you're giving me my drink. And oh, now you're next week, you'll be on stage. And that's kind of how things work when you're a small theater. Everybody kind of has to do everything. So yeah. Yeah. And that's exciting, that way. Yeah, absolutely. It like fosters that family feeling that anybody could have when they walk through the door. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, do you ever feel like you're wearing too many hats or are you just trying to keep calling on the hats? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not, no. Um, I think the hats right now feel very specific and different. So I'm able to like take one on and put, take one off and put one on as needed. Um, yeah. So not at this time. <laughs> That's cool. I want to talk about you as a performer here, especially like um, transitioning from scripted to improv. But before I do that, so I have a bunch of questions on that. I want to talk about you as a singer. Um, 
you have a really gorgeous singing voice and I just wonder um, if you've had training there and how your path has grown as a, a singer. Uh, yeah, definitely had vocal coaches over the many years um, and always singing in choir at church or in school and just always working to be better at it. Yeah. Um, and it's always like, it's always changing and I'm always growing. And as far as my singing is concerned, because um, like your voice changes over time as you grow as well. So. Is there like a particular type of music you like to sing? Do you mostly like to sing theater related things or do you like to sing stuff that's not related to theater? I do love singing um, Broadway music that like when it's in my range and I can just sing really, really loud. That's like my favorite. <laughs> it sounds so silly. Uh, but yeah, when I, when I, it's a really like emotional, meaning, meaningful song um, that has a poignant moment in the show like I love singing those kinds of songs um, it's not the it's weird I don't really listen to that kind of music um, as much as I love to sing it um, I listen to more like alternative indie folk and that kind of thing um, but I always love to sing those more Broadway hits that's great. That's awesome that uh, you uh, have done that for us <laughs> in, the, in the history of CTC. Yeah, this is, uh, and for those of you who didn't know, um, Sophie played Audrey in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And um, coming up, we'll have a Little Shop of Horrors cast reunion that will be playing in the next, um, I don't know what time is, but you'll see that coming up yeah. soon. So we'll get to talk even more about singing those Broadway ballads, Broadway mm -hmm. belting songs. That was a great show for those songs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So to talk a little bit more about you as a performer, you, well, to my uh, mind, you made the transition from scripted to also improv, but is that correct? Were you doing like scripted first and then went to improv or had you done improv before? Absolutely. No, I had never done improv until we did Bravo in 2017. Um, I think I had taken a 101 class at the beginning. Um, and then I got married that year, uh, which is great. But I kind of like had stepped away for a while from like doing stuff just because I was such a like a important time in my life that I wanted to focus on and but I was excited about whatever fall show that's musical the show that the CTC would be doing and when I found out it was an improvised improvised musical I was like oh no I don't improvise like I'm never gonna be in that show and the fact like I auditioned because everyone was like you should just come audition and it was such a fun audition and I was like surprised that it was just like playing around and then I was absolutely like shocked and excited that I did get cast in the show. And I've been addicted to that ever since. Like, yeah, I <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> That's not, a, yeah. I like maybe a year and a half to two years ago before. Yeah. I just remember like crying in the shower, like I, wish that we did more musical improv and then like that's all we've done not all but that all of a sudden that has come back in the past year for me in such an amazing 
and special way. So yeah, I'm just so happy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, so interesting because I also, I don't really see myself as an improviser either. And the idea of doing something like that, a full length improvised show sounds like very scary and very daunting. So did you have to do much like, like what, what was it like to take that leap? So like to say like, okay, I'm going to, because it's one thing also to get cast in it, but then to realize like, oh, I'm in it. Oh, I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what was great about Bravo is that we were all learning. Um, so there was, there was a lot of head, there was a lot of head work going on because um, we were all learning and trying to figure out like what it meant to, to do an improvised musical. And then there were just moments where it turned into play and in those moments it just becomes so fun. And so I think this past, this past year with the patio musical, a lot of it for me was more play. And uh, there's definitely moments where you get stuck about thinking about things, but I think maybe the freedom of, of it being outside and there wasn't much else going on. It was sort of just like a, a joy and a pleasure to get to even do anything. Um, so just, yeah, it was so much more in the realm of play, I think. I've, I was like around the theater when Bravo was happening, but I wasn't involved with that show um, directly. And I saw like several of the performances and things. And from what I was hearing was that it was really good process but it was really hard because it was so new and mm -hmm. so it felt like it, my perception is that it felt like you all were just trying your best to learn something new and yeah. like end result like wasn't as paramount as like this is our way of learning this skill this new like skill of, of improvising and so I think talk like a, we just did a Sweeney Todd cast reunion. And so Eden and Jason Chile were part of that. And they were both part of Bravo as well, I think. Yes. And yes. you get the sense from them who are like very, um, very experienced, practiced performers, but not ex super experienced improvisers that that show just how hard that show was for, for all of them to put on. And um, I just like to remind people, I mean, for you, it, it sparked something in you for improv, but I think for others in that show, like, um, I don't know, I just like to remind people that, like, we have an improvised musical program now, essentially, and it's kind of like a go-to thing that we have as part of the theater now. And um, we're, we're now branching into like school shows and things like that with the improvised musicals. And, um, and it carried us through the summer last year. And um, really the only way we were able to do that is because of Bravo, because you guys put in that effort to say, we don't know what we're, what, how to do this. Yeah. We've never done anything like this before, but we're just gonna try and we're gonna put ourselves through that sort of trial by fire of like putting on a show that we don't know how to do so I'm grateful for that because it really I think it's added a whole other dimension to our like improv program yeah I'm definitely grateful for it too absolutely um do you so you went from that and now you're a part of this past year maybe the year before you were part of whodunit as well which yeah. is uh not a musical and so I wonder if 
that feels different at all doing improv that's not a musical versus that is for me it definitely is um i always like who done it is so much fun we have such a great time um and it's so over the top and it's great but i still sometimes like get i still get in my head about who done it yeah cuz i don't know if it's it's just still part of the improv learning process for me yeah. Does it feel more nerve wracking to do Who Done It or to do a patio musical? Is it, to do Who Done It. Yeah. No. I think for me, I get yeah. Um, there's something about singing that's really comforting, and it feels like home for me. So um, all of Who Done It is a lot more remembering of very specific, like small things uh, that people have made up over the course of the show, and I. So, uh, recall is something that I'm working on learning how to do better because it doesn't come naturally to me. What comes naturally to me is singing about how I feel. So, <laughs> Yeah, I remember um, when you all were working on Who Done It in 2020, I was there for many of the rehearsals. Um, for people who don't know, um, when we do improvised work, there's still a rehearsal process that goes into it. You don't plan what you're saying like in the shows, but it's 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 um, learning the skill of how to work together, like how to create the show, how to work within a structure of the show. And so I was watching that and the amount of stuff you to keep in your head or keep track of in whodunit because it's it's very story based and it's very like you have to tie it all together because it's a murder mystery. So if someone dies, you have to be able to justify like why they died and why someone killed them and bringing back these stories. That's like a, seems like a, that's, it's wild. <laughs> it's yeah, wild it watching you all build those skills together. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel grateful for every single cast member in those shows. Cause sometimes I'm, yeah, I feel out of my depth sometimes with those and everyone's so great. It just all ends up working out in the end. So so now that you've kind of like done, you've done obviously regular like scripted musicals, you've done non-musical scripted theater, you've now done script musical improv, non-musical improv. Is there a one that you like the best or is there one that you are excited to work on the most like going forward? I... um just as like right now, I am missing a script scripted musical. Um, I kind of it's been since Little Shop since I've been had the opportunity to do a scripted musical, um, and I have so much fun with the improv that it holds a, its own place in my heart. But like, I miss diving into an existing character and finding out who they are and um, bringing a story to life in that like that kind of work I miss that yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense do you have like any um like advice for folks who are like in the scripted realm or just who haven't improvised before for I don't know encouraging themselves to kind of take that leap oh just do it like even if you don't if your goal even if your goal isn't to be in a performance ever you learn so much about being on stage or just existing on stage 
from improv. Um, and I think it is really helpful. It's a helpful way of framing. It's a helpful way of learning your quirks and learning like status and just how the way you act can influence other people or like, like you're training yourself to pick up small facial body language cues from the person on you're on stage with um, and just uh, how to be a better scene partner. Um, those are all like very important skills that you can learn in improv that you can bring into scripted work um, so that your scripted work feels fresh and alive every single performance and it doesn't feel like you're kind of stuck in something. Um, yeah, so I would say, again, even if your goal isn't to be in a fully full-length improvised show, take take 101. Like, it's, even if you take 101 five times because it's going to be a different class of people every single time, like, you will have fun and you'll learn something about yourself and about what it means to be a performer. That's great. I think that's a good place to to end it. Thank you so much, Sophie, for chatting with me, taking some time out of your day. And um, everybody look forward to seeing Sophie all around <laughs> the theater all the time now, and also probably out on the patio um, in the musical this summer. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, thanks.